Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions. Listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin from Raskin Planning Group. Today, Peter's going to be walking us through what their onboarding process looks like. I really want to kind of dive into what does it look like when a client walks into their office for the very first time? Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Good morning. Peter, before we jump into what that first conversation looks like, what happens when a client walks in your office or calls you, why don't you give us an idea of how people normally hear about Raskin Planning Group? Sure. Uh, I say most of our clients come through referrals from our existing clients, other professionals that we we work with, accountants, attorneys, some bankers, mortgage brokers. Over the years, many friends and acquaintances uh, have also become clients. So it's just people I've known and they start asking questions and they say, well, I'm interested in that. Uh, most of the time, my experience is that these are people that are in some sort of transition. They're looking out into the future and they're, they're seeing something that concerns them. It could be a widow or a widower, person in or, or approaching retirement, person inheriting assets, selling a business. They've got kids, there's grandchildren, someone's uh, become ill, there's a disability, there are significant stock options, whatever. It's some sort of transition. And it's a, con- a concern that that somehow their situation is, isn't quite what they want it to be, or they're concerned that it's not working as hard as they could be. They're concerned about the stock market. Most importantly, they don't know if they'll meet their goals. And that's really the focus of most of our clients' concerns. These prospective clients often reach out to us or we've been told to contact them. Got it. Obviously, that has to be because of a relationship. That's got to be the relationship uh, that you have with your current clients or, like you said, the people that you you work with, other professionals in, in associated fields. How strong are the relationships that you're building? Are you, you, you must have quite a bit of contact with your current clients. Yeah, we, we are, are speaking to our clients throughout the year and get to know them quite well, which is really the fun part of, of this business is developing those strong relationships. And we also get to know their, their advisors because we work as a, as, as a team. Right? Mm-hmm. We don't think you can do financial planning without a good accountant without a good estate planning attorney. So we're often involving them in the conversation from a planning perspective. And so we develop relationships with, with those advisors as well. Yeah, that's a great foundation. That, that's the, the best way. So now that you have either reached out to them or they are walking in your office or they're giving you a call, what does that first conversation really look like? Yeah, that's, that's always a, a fun call or a, or a fun meeting. It's just they, they get to know you. It's a dance really around, you know, developing that relationship. And I'm always curious mostly why, why they called, why, why they wanted to come in. Well, how do they think we can help them? What's their 
what's their big concern? Mm -hmm. what's, what's the thing that, that keeps them up at night? Why do they feel a financial planner might be helpful to them? So we'll ask a whole bunch of general questions about their specific situation, always sensitive to the fact that a lot of people don't know us. Mm -hmm. This is their, our first meeting and sharing personal information to a complete stranger can be difficult for many. So we're just very sensitive, no, kind of not asking too much, but asking enough where we really understand kind of where they're coming from, what, what's their concern. And, I, and I'm doing that really primarily to understand whether this is a good match. We want to make sure that we're doing the best job possible for them, and uh, we want to really make sure that we're going to provide value. Yeah, so, you want to make sure that they're comfortable. I mean, it, it's yeah. got to be there's got to be a trust building period, and getting that done in the first meeting is very difficult, obviously, because any relationship trust builds over time. But yep. like you said, you want to evaluate, see if you're the right match, and I, I can't imagine trying to work with somebody that just maybe isn't to that point yet. You don't want to force them. You don't want them to feel uncomfortable. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A, a client that's not really engaged and mm -hmm. isn't really interested or they want services that we're just not going to um, be able to provide. It's just, it's not a good match. It's not good for anyone. Yep. So once, once we really get to understand where they're coming from, and I do think it's a good match, then I'll start describing what I think might be some of the benefits for that, for that client uh, engaging a comprehensive financial planner. I think that's, that's really where the client understands how we might provide value to them. So mm -hmm. it's understanding some basic information about the client, their primary concerns, and then we shift the conversation to, okay, well, this is how we might be able to help. Uh, does this interest you? And if it does, uh, we then continue the conversation and I describe uh, how we're paid because that is always on every client's mind mm -hmm. when they enter, the, enter our office. They want to know what's in it for Raskin Planning Group and what's, what's it going to cost yeah. uh, the client in order to engage us. So uh, I, I want that up front. And I think the prospective client appreciates that they know what this might cost them. Yeah, honesty and transparency. That's that's perfect. Yep. So we describe where we're coming from and how we get paid. And we're a fee-based firm. We typically don't charge by the hour. We just don't find that that's the best use of, of our, our time. And because we want our clients to really engage in this process. And if it takes two meetings, four meetings, six meetings, if we want the, the, the accountant involved, that's fine. We don't want the client to be concerned about the clock. So we charge by the by the project, kind of mm -hmm. like a general contractor around your house, you know ahead of time what this project is going to cost you. That's how we charge. Our fees usually range from $3,500, $5,000, really depending upon the complexity. If there are a lot of business entities, if there's significant assets with lots and lots of different kinds of accounts, we might charge more. But for the most part, Typical fees for our clients are, are between that $3,500 and $5,000 a year, uh, for, or at least for the first year. Mm -hmm. If the client wants us to help implement the plan eventually, uh, we do charge fees to oversee investment management strategies. We will receive a compensation from insurance companies if the client would like us to help implement an insurance contract like an annuity or life insurance, disability, long-term care. Mm -hmm. So the insurance companies will pay us directly. 
So that's, we just put that right out there and uh, the clients, most clients that come to us know that we're a fee-based firm, but they appreciate that, that transparency up front. Got it. So we've got a client that's come in, you've had this discussion, they understand the fees, they understand kind of the projection of what you're going to be able to do for them and with them. What does that process look like now? We call our process the, the wealth journey process. Okay. And this is more global, so I'll get into specifics a little bit later. But from a global perspective, we think of it in, in six different phases. And this is out, actually outlined in a, a document on our, on our website if clients want to see it. Okay. Stage one is really to visualize the, the, the plan. I find that a lot of people don't spend a lot of time dreaming and thinking about what they want. They're so in the moment, they're so busy, their lives are so, the world is so consuming for many that they don't think about the future. They don't think about their dreams and aspirations. And we want our clients to take a step back and and think about what do you want? And then when do you want it? Also part of that goal planning, that visualizing is really thinking about how you're going to measure success along the way. Peter, that's a great point. And I would I would assume that everybody's idea of success is different. Uh, they're in different stages of life. They've got different things around them, whether they have grandchildren or children or they're, they're married but no children. Lots of different ideas. How do you help them figure out what their true idea of success is? Yeah, the journey and to determine whether you, you, you've made it, whether you've reached a successful point is really the most important part. And it is, it is so personal. So we have discussions with our clients and, and we, we're trying to prioritize those goals, mm-hmm. those, those priorities for them. Some of our clients will want to help pay for their, their children and grandchildren's education completely. That to them is a great measure of success. Mm-hmm. Many want to give uh, to charity, not only at their deaths, but while they're alive. That's very important to them. Others will want to make sure their children have down payments for homes, and that gives them tremendous success. Mm. So everyone is different. I was just on the, on the phone with uh, a, a client recently, and they were so ecstatic because their daughter, who's in Africa working on a, uh, at a safari, wow. in, in, an internship there, uh, they've decided that uh, they can afford to go visit her, and that gives them such pleasure and they're so thankful that the plan that we have have provided them really they've done it themselves i've just been uh, the, the the planner behind that mm-hmm. but it'll it's allowed them to do what they want to do they they now feel confident that they can meet all their objectives and go to africa nice so that that so for everyone it's just completely different but that's a great question and we do spend time uh, trying to determine what do you want when do you want it? And how will you measure that success? Got it. All right. I didn't mean to draw you off track. So let's continue with the process. What's, what's the next step in the process? Stage two is planning your journey. That's where we understand exactly where you are right now. Mm-hmm. It's the, the data gathering aspect of the plan. And probably this is the, the hardest part for, for many of our clients. It's where we ask a lot of details. We want to see investment statements. We want to want to retirement accounts, employee benefits, tax returns, estate planning documents. We like to know and understand cash flow, income and expenses. Uh, this whole process can be daunting for, for many of our clients, but we, but we try to make this easy and, and, and really not anxiety provoking because it can be, it can be hard for a lot of people who, who may not track their, 
income and expenses very carefully. But we have tools, we have we we have tricks of the trade mm -hmm. that help us make it easier for clients. That's what we do. I, I think it's also important to, um, in this process is to look at contingency planning. And we have an exercise that we can walk our clients through, which we call a contingency plan exercise, <laughs> which basically um, really looks at the possibilities of the unexpected. Mm -hmm. What's the unex what's what's the possibility of an unexpected sickness or accident? You may not know, but what's the what what would happen if that if that event occurred? What happens if there's a job loss or business failure or divorce uh, between the clients or or children? Does that change the plan at all? So it's not that we are predicting anything, but it's that we want to be thoughtful about this these aspects of life that happen. Absolutely. Even though, even though we don't want it, so that's part of of uh, of stage stage two is the planning and taking into account the bad things that might happen. Mm -hmm. All right. So what's stage three? Stage three is where we're we've 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 done the planning work, and here's where we manage, we organize, we simplify the financial life of our clients. And frankly, this is one of the more satisfying parts of the planning for our clients. So we've we've just finished the hard part, which is detail oriented and trying to gather information. And now, once we've completed that, stage three is really about managing, organizing, and simplifying. And they can see everything in one place. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, clients take a deep breath and say, "Wow, I didn't know we had that." So it's it becomes understandable. It becomes more tangible. Nice. And oftentimes, it's the only only time that the clients have really taken a big picture look at their situation. And it feels good to get organized. Mm -hmm. It's like cleaning up your closet once a year, getting rid of clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> reminds me. <laughs> this weekend, yeah. I got to do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so this is once we do, are doing the the simplifying, the organizing, then we're starting to make recommendation ways to manage wealth more efficiently, specific mm -hmm. strategies to improve retirement reduce taxes, increase returns, provide for heirs, charity, really the, those priorities that are important to the client. Nice. At this point, at stage three, it sounds like they've got a really good roadmap uh, and they're they're ready to start moving down that road. Is that about right? Yes, exactly. Okay. So, and from this point, what do you guys do? Now we're, we're into stage four and this is where we're tracking progress. Mm, okay. Uh, it's what we do on an ongoing basis. Are you, are you on the right path? Are you doing the things that you need to do? Has anything occurred recently that might take you off course? Is it a, a sickness, a, that, that loss of a job, a divorce, market correction? Uh, do you want to buy a second home? Uh, is there a new business opportunity? I mean, whatever it is, there's, there might be changes to your, to your situation. And this is a vital step in the process. It's not just a one-time plan. Mm -hmm. This is something we do on a regular basis. We think reviewing your planning at least once a year, just like you go to your primary care physician once a year to get a checkup. We think a financial planning checkup is very important to do once a year. I would think that you would also encourage your clients to reach out to you if there's those events, those things that they're thinking about. You know what? We're thinking about a vacation home or we're thinking, you know, uh, Peter, here's something that happened. Our car caught on fire. Uh, you know, Insurance gave us a little bit, but we really want to kind of upgrade to the next uh, vehicle or a larger vehicle or whatever. I would think that you'd want them to reach out to you just to kind of chat with you about it, make sure it's still help, you know, it's still vital in their plan and it's, 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 or viable, I should say, uh, for their plan and they can do that. 
Absolutely. Uh, that, that's when we find where we feel like we've got engaged clients. Yeah. They, they, they understand the process. They understand how planning can help them. And we love to get those calls. Sometimes they apologize. Oh, I really don't want to bother you. <laughs> and we just have to say, you know, this is, this is what we enjoy doing. This is our job. And we're really happy you called. Yeah. Thank you for and, calling, keeping me apprised of these things. Cause exactly. you, you don't want those surprises at a, at a, a annual review or a, you know, uh, every six month review or whatever. Oh, by the way, I bought another house. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, I just, just to mention, I do have a client that recently within the last six months, his car did catch on fire. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> so, I hope everybody's okay. And I, I hope it wasn't in his fine. garage. It wasn't yeah. in his garage, right? <laughs> but uh, it, it looked like something you'd see on, on, on TV. Oh my goodness. I saw pictures. All right. So after stage four, is there another stage? Yeah, we, we call this stage five. It's really living living your plan. Are you doing the things that you want to do mm -hmm. uh, it, that, that are shown in the plan? You've described and talked about. Have you made the gifts you wanted? Have you completed your estate plan? Have you bought the insurance that you, you might need? Have you rebalanced your portfolio? Have you established this kind of retirement account? So it's really just making sure you're, you're living your plan. Have you bought that second home? Have you gone on vacation? Uh, this is more on the client side than it is on ours, but we want to make sure you're living your plan. We we really do think that planning is great if implemented, mm -hmm. and that brings us to um, to stage six. This is really the final stage, but this is part of it every single year. Are you passing on your values and your wealth to the people and organizations you love? It's a question that we we try to ask our clients. Wow, that's that's a great question. I mean, not only. The question isn't, are you passing on your, your money, right? It's, yeah, are absolutely. you passing on your value and your wealth and your values? That, yeah. that's, that's great. You know, to us um, and to me personally, uh, money and assets are just a tool that may give you pleasure, mm -hmm. a tool to help you, help you get, get pleasure. And it's utilizing it. That's the key. Mm -hmm. making, making it benefit your family. Uh, or helping you benefit your family. The, having conversations with your kids about money is really about love. Yeah, it's, it's about sharing. So we spend time just talking about have you have you brought your kids into the conversation? Do they know what your wants are now? Do they they know what your wants are when you're in your 80s and 90s? Have you have you really been honest with them about that? And so that's that's really the stage six is bringing the kids and the family into the conversation. Peter, that I know that that can be very difficult for people. And depending on how you were raised, you know, your parents may have talked about money or maybe they didn't. Maybe that was a taboo subject that's not appropriate to talk about. And so that's kind of been passed along. If folks aren't comfortable with talking to their kids about that, do you guys have tools or resources or are there things that you do to help them uh, begin those conversations? Because they're so important. Well, just like anything in, in relationship, uh, it's not all or nothing. It's not a full disclosure to, to children. It, it, children are in different stages. The younger ones shouldn't know everything. Mm -hmm. Mid-20s might need to know some. Yeah. <laughs> and as, as the kids age, you'll share more with them. So, yes, it is very dependent upon the relationship. Some children and families are are adept at this and others, it just takes a, a bunch of coaching. But we try to we, we try to introduce it and and get the family involved. Understanding those relationships and doing that, I, I think that's great, Peter. And, and I'm glad your office does that with folks. 
saying that, I hate to bring it up, but we're running low on time, Peter. I know we have more to cover as far as kind of how you work with your clients and, and what this looks like, and you're going to flush it out a little bit more for us, but we are low on time. Can we do a second part of this podcast? Absolutely. I think there's a lot there to that we can discuss. So yeah, I think second podcast would be great. All right. What will be in the next podcast? Can you give us just a little bit of a teaser of what we're going to be covering? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk more about specifically uh, how a client enters the, the relationship, how, what we actually do, what the meetings are like, what the process is like from a technology perspective. Okay. How, how we actually get gather data, uh, digest the data, and present the data to, to clients and the plan. Got it. And, and I'm sure there's more people involved than just you. Are we going to get a little glimpse of uh, who's with you? Yeah, absolutely. I'll talk about uh, the duties of, of staff like Catherine and, and Ron and John. Great. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the, the team. All right. Well, thank you so much, Peter. This has been very, very informative. And uh, I hope the audience got a lot out of it today. Great. Thank you. You bet. And thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker, dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.